Welcome to Beside the Burn, Wednesday the 10th of May, and we're continuing to look at the work of the Holy Spirit. More precisely, in these opening few verses, we are looking at the promised coming of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we find today as we get to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. The disciples have been asking Jesus about his kingdom. Jesus has been telling them, look, it's up to the Father when this happens. But today he then gives them a very concrete promise in verse 8. And it's this promise that we want to examine together. And it is a promise which is also linked to a command. So verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this verse begins with the word but, and it's meant to contrast what has just taken place in the verse before. The disciples have almost been rebuked, or they've maybe been deflated a little bit, because they wanted to know when the kingdom was coming, and Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know. You need to trust your father, you need to accept his authority. And then Jesus begins the next verse with this word, but. And this is the, the, the contrast, as it were. The uncertainty of the timing becomes the certainty of receiving the gift. But you will, this is definite. You don't know the timing, but you will get this. You will receive power. And this is the power from on high that has been promised. This is the clothing with power that they've been told will happen. And they will receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And by the beginning of chapter 2, we're going to be reading about the Holy Spirit coming. We're going to be reading about the day of Pentecost. We're going to be reading about hundreds of people coming to faith people speaking in different languages and understanding. The Holy Spirit is coming with power, power that cannot be contained, and power that these disciples are going to receive. Now, I know I've said this before, but it's always a problem, and it's always an area where we end up uh, with difficulties and misunderstanding. So, the disciples have to wait for the Holy Spirit. After all, they have been with Jesus in person on earth. And then whenever he leaves, he is going to send his Holy Spirit upon them. So there's this period where they don't have the Holy Spirit and they don't have Jesus, but they wait on him. Now, many people then interpret that as being whenever we trust in Jesus Christ, we receive his forgiveness and then we have to sort of strive and wait until we receive the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that's viewed as a, a second blessing and you become a, a super Christian, as it were, whenever you receive the Holy Spirit in this way. But here in Acts, we're reading about the first time the Holy Spirit comes. But once the Holy Spirit has come, he is here. So therefore, he is with us as soon as we trust in Jesus. We don't have to wait. He comes and he is part of our lives. We receive the power that he has. 
And sometimes we discount the power of the Holy Spirit because we're not too sure about the Holy Spirit. We're a little bit frightened by him. We almost shy away from him. We'd rather do things on our own strength rather than trust in this mysterious spirit. But Jesus promises the power. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And he also promises a complete transformation for these early disciples. They have been with Jesus and they've followed him and they've learned from him. That has all been fine. But then whenever he dies, they are shaky in their faith. They're not sure what they're to do. They go back to their old ways of fishing. But Jesus here tells them that once you receive this power, you are now going to be witnesses. And you're not just going to be timid little witnesses. You are going to start off in Jerusalem where you receive the Holy Spirit. And we'll read about that in the day of Pentecost and how Peter preached and how the people came to faith. But then they are also going to go beyond Jerusalem into the rest of Israel. They're going to go into Judea and then they're going to go further into Samaria. And Samaria is an area where people are sceptical of the Jews and are hostile towards the Jews. But they're going to take this message and be witnesses even in this hostile area. And then, as if that were not enough, they are going to go to the ends of the earth. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Where we may be timid and frightened and worried about the world that we live in, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to stand up for Jesus, gives us the power to trust in him. Now, You may be at different points in your spiritual life at the moment, but the Holy Spirit will give you the power to lead you on in your spiritual life. Maybe you're in a period of doubt. Maybe you're not even attending a fellowship of believers at the moment. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you the confidence and to give you the power to join with God's people again and to worship him. Maybe you have been a Christian for many, many years and you have been living out your faith for many years. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you the confidence and the courage to continue moving from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and then to the ends of the world and whatever that means in your life as to how you can serve Jesus and how you can tell others about Jesus. Maybe you are stuck in a rut at the moment and you have trusted in Jesus many years ago. You were on fire for him, serving him, but now you've almost just got stuck and you're not as enthusiastic as you were and you're not doing as much as you were doing for him. Trust him today. Trust the Holy Spirit today to come and to give you the power that you need to move out of this rut, to Start serving in new ways, finding new opportunities to worship God. And in that way, you receive the power and then you live in that power. The disciples' lives are going to be totally changed by the Holy Spirit. 
and we can be changed as well. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the power that you provide us with. And we confess today that often, Lord, we ignore that power. We try and make out that it is normal and ordinary when it is anything but. So, Lord, help us to receive your power from on high and then to live in that power each day. Help us, Lord, where we are timid to be your witnesses and to tell others about you. Help us, Lord, to follow you. Help us, Lord, to bring others to you. And help us, Lord, to live part of your kingdom here and now in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Beside the Burn for Thursday the 11th of May. And we're continuing in the book of Acts and we are in chapter 1 looking at the work of the Holy Spirit. Today we're coming to verse 9. A short little verse which leads us into what we're going to be thinking about in more detail tomorrow and then in more detail on Sunday. Uh, so do come back and do listen to more. The disciples have been having a conversation with Jesus about the kingdom. The kingdom is important to Jesus. It's something that he has taught them about. It's something that he has been telling them about. And yesterday we saw how Jesus was saying to them, you're going to have power to live in this kingdom now and you are going to be witnesses. You're going to move throughout the earthly kingdom telling people about the heavenly kingdom. And then as he says that, Jesus then leaves the disciples and goes into heaven. So this is what we read in verse 9. After Jesus said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. The disciples had spent the last three years with Jesus, walking with him, following him, listening to him, being taught by him. But now Jesus was to leave them. And the reason he was leaving them was so that they could carry on the ministry that he had started, so that they could point others to the kingdom. Now, we might think to ourselves, wouldn't it be great if Jesus were back on earth the way that he was in flesh with the disciples, and then we could go and see him and we could follow him? But Jesus makes it clear that he is leaving so that something better can happen, so that the Holy Spirit can come. And the Holy Spirit is not confined to one place in Jerusalem where everyone will have to go and visit him. The Holy Spirit is with each one of us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And therefore, the Holy Spirit goes with us wherever we go. So if Jesus is calling us to serve him somewhere else, we go to that place and we discover that the Holy Spirit is with us. So you may be going on a, um, a, a team uh, in, in the summer. We were hearing from Eden on Sunday about um, the Exodus team that she's involved in. But there are many other teams 
that, that folk are involved in. And not just young people, but also adults uh, with mission organisations going fact-finding tours and come back. What we discover is, as we go, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are with us. And they help us and they guide us. The Holy Spirit is there and will give us the power that we need to be witnesses wherever we go. So the fact that Jesus has been taken up before their eyes and a cloud has hid him from sight means that they are now dependent on Jesus and they are going to have to wait on this gift. And in this period of 10 days, as it were, where they are waiting and they are without Jesus, but they're waiting on the Holy Spirit, the disciples are realising in that period how little they can do on their own. They realise that they are weak and they are powerless, that they're not able to do things on their own strength. So in this waiting, they realise all the more how much they need the Holy Spirit. And we need to do the same as well. We need to realise that on our own strength, with our own skills, we are pretty useless. But... God has given us the Holy Spirit and therefore we can do all things. So often we're far too timid. So often we hold back. So often we won't push ourselves um, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. But realising that Jesus has ascended, the Holy Spirit has now come. We're going to see tomorrow as we read verses 10 and 11 what happens to the disciples? Here they are, they're just watching Jesus disappearing. They're standing with their mouths open uh, at, the, at the loss of Jesus. But tomorrow we're going to see that God has a plan for them and that plan begins to work out. So as we live in the world today, we're not just to stand and look up to heaven longingly thinking, Lord, when are you coming back again? We're to actually live with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we are to be these witnesses that we've been called to be. That's the job that Jesus left his disciples and that's the job that he calls us to today. To be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what is it that you're staring at today, that you're transfixed by today, that you need to take your eyes off and focus on Jesus instead? Focus on what the Holy Spirit is doing. I pray that the Lord will speak to you now in your heart, and say, this is what you need to set aside, and this is what you need to do. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, speak to us today, we pray. Show us what we need to take our eyes away from, and show us what we need to be looking at more. Help us, Lord, to be your witnesses. Help us to serve you and follow you. And help us, Lord, to live our lives in your power. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.